Today, we're going to talk about using hair as a weapon. This is the Dreamcatcher Podcast. And one small step for man, giant leap for mankind. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Do or do not. There is no try. Never give up. Never surrender. Welcome back. My name is Gaiason and you're listening to the Dreamcatcher Podcast. We are a daily podcast and every time in every episode, five times a week, we ask the same question about a different thing. Can anything we imagine be created? This is our second episode dedicated to the Inhumans, the comic book characters, and our TV characters as well. Last time, we asked if Black Bolt's powers can be replicated. Today we're doing something slightly more crazy. Hairbrained, you may say. And we're going to ask if Medusa's powers can exist and can we create them through technology. Now, probably not all of you have read the comic book, so let me tell you what Medusa's superpower is. Basically, she has crazy hair. Well, she controls her hair. She can grab things with it, she can throw people around, she can get her hair to do anything she wants. This is called prehensile hair. So today's question is, can we create prehensile hair through technology that exists today, or one we know is possible and coming soon? Well, this is a tough one. You can Google and research the hell out of this and find absolutely nothing. Do you know why? Because no one has any use for this. It's not used as a weapon, like Black Bolt's powers can be used as a weapon. It won't advance human knowledge or exploration. I mean, who would actually waste his or her time trying to do this? Well, I found one guy. Well, two guys. One guy had the time to ask the question we're crazy enough to ask as well, and his name, though probably not his birth name, is user21719 at the worldbuilding.stackexchange.com question form. He was stupid enough, like us, to ask that question. And then everybody piled up and told him so, or basically they told him it was impossible. Except one guy. Again, one guy. I'm guessing it's a he, actually. It could be a she. I don't really know. And his, her name is Court Amon. Spelled C-O-R-T-A-M-M-O-N. And again, I'm not sure that's actually the real name. And this is the answer they gave. Court had stages to his answer. Stage one. He reminds us that there is such a thing as a shape memory alloy. Like nickel titanium. Also known as nitinol. What's a shape memory alloy? Well, that's an alloy that actually has shape memory. It remembers the shape it had been in, in a certain temperature. So you give it a shape in one temperature, you move it and, you know, turn it and twist it, and it has a shape, and then you change the temp temperature and bend it again. Then you bring it back to the original temperature, and it will return to the shape it had been there. It actually has shape memory. That is an actual thing in the world. Now, our friend Court says that if Medusa's hair was made out of 
this material, then it could, for example, be used to grab someone, but then it wouldn't let go because the shape memory goes only one way. But Kurt is living in the present, and in this podcast we're living in the future. Imagine a future where scientists are actually working hard on this problem. I mean, surely they'd be able to create multiple alloys inside one strand of hair so that it remembers different shapes. In fact, the hair could be made of small, tiny stretches of this alloy, and each one carries a different shape memory, so you can create multiple, even infinite shapes out of every strand of hair by simply manipulating the temperature the right way, the temperature on the hair. Back to court. Court explains how he thinks we can send messages up the hair, and in fact use the fact that it used to be living tissue in order to control it. He suggests that we originate data in the root of the hair, the follicle, and then send in one protein at a time, in a system much like Jacob's ladder. Now, to do this, the brain or computer manipulating the hairs would give a single identity to every strand of hair. So if you've got tens of thousands of hair strands in your hair, then you have to control each of them individually. But again, Kurt is living in the present and not in the future like us. In the future, we will have CPUs advanced enough to control tens of thousands of different items simultaneously. I mean, that's basic. So, that's how information passes. Now, all we need to do is to solve the energy problem. What energy problem are you talking about, Guy? I hear you ask across the web. Well, manipulating all strands of hair requires a lot of energy, and your scalp may overheat, which is probably not good for you. So, he suggests that hair will have something called a maintenance mode, which means that it comes to a state of rest when it is not in a hair fight, because that's what happens in comic books when you have hair power. In addition, there is the possibility of heat from one hair being used to give energy to nearby hairs that are right now resting, thus saving energy while using energy. And that, my friends, is how technology can create Medusa's superpowers. Tomorrow we'll tackle yet another inhuman superpower. I'm Guy Hassan. The podcast is produced by Lana Brudo, who has pink hair, but not crazy hair. The theme of the podcast was composed and mixed by Noah Cohen Eliash. Our website is dreamcatcher.vision. On Twitter, I'm at dreamcatcherpod. My question of the day to you is, what would you do if you had prehensile hair? Write to me at hello at dreamcatcher.vision. The Dreamcatcher podcast is brought to you by Comics in Power, the comic book store for the blind and the visually impaired. Comicsinpower.com. Now I will see you in the next Dreamcatcher podcast. Have a great day. That's one small step for man. Giant leap for mankind. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Do or do not. There is no try. Never give up. Never surrender.